0: Welcome to Waxy Brown's Flower Power Hour on K Kid 92.9, where the green wave meets the airwaves. Jump on the bus and see what Waxy and the gang are up to this week. Two hours of Canna Talk Radio. Listen to Waxy Steve and Tim. Legally rock and legally roll on the Waxy Brown's Flower Power Hour. Man, the Waxy
1: show's gonna be dope. I am a cannabis man.
0: Hey everybody, welcome back, welcome to the dopest show on the FM dial, you're listening to Waxy Brown's Flower Power Hour, broadcasting live from the Robust Cannabis Studios at KK92.9 right here out of Rolla, Missouri, I'm telling you what, we've got a heck of a show lined up for you, um, as some of you guys who are listening in know, this is that, uh, this is that, that talk show where we take you from the green waves to the airwaves. And uh, that's exactly what we're going to do today. We've got a whole lot of exciting stuff happening in Missouri. now. exciting to some, not so exciting to others. I get it. But it's going to be a good <laughs> combo, baby.
2: So uh, it's going to happen, you know, one we'll, way or the other, and there will be an outcome. Okay? We'll get
0: into it. We're going to get into it. We also got, so I want, I want to introduce my guests today because I've got some high caliber guests for you. And when I say high caliber, I mean, they're all the way up. We got the folks from Grow Depot. Olivia, what's cracking? Hi. I
3: didn't know I was going to be on the radio. I so. know
0: you didn't. Surprise. Bamboozled. Yes, but- we got gotcha. you. I got there, you. You go. So there you go. So for the guests out there, we're going to talk a little bit to you, Olivia, Steve, and uh, Jesse Wheeler might even stop by for a couple minutes to talk about this new Grow Depot store that we have in Rolla, Missouri, which turns out it's a hit. It just is. The, the foot traffic, the crazy amount coming through there. Like Yes. People want to grow pot and tomatoes, of course.
2: You know. And, and they want to smoke and- the in Not two tomatoes. weeks i'm just wondering what's going to happen once you know everything is is finalized and different things like that i know and then they said what it's going to take 30 days for it to get into effect you're if talking about adult use. oh yeah we'll yeah, get into that right, pretty yeah, deep
0: yeah, yeah. Well, that'll affect everybody out there in one way or the other um so i got tyler morgan is going to be coming on as well tyler's going to talk about the prairie hemp festival coming up november 4th and the 5th now I'm one of the speakers at that thing and the, and the MC. Oh, i think i'm the MCing that one and i'm gonna get up and talk to kevin too but uh, it's gonna be a lot of fun um i love MCing these kind of events um because here's what's real you know you think you think prairie hemp festival right sounds like like something like on pbs or something i don't know but the truth is of the hemp industry <laughs> the hemp industry throws it down just as hard as the cannabis industry so i love to be in the room because all these people they're they're, they're spreading the knowledge they're spreading the information they're spreading great products and and I always like to hyper focus on the fact that I'm a Missourian. I love the Midwest, of course, but Missouri is my home, right? So I want to make sure that as we go forward, talking about all these great things about hemp and everything that we that we bring the knowledge to the farmers and the folks that ah uh, that need to hear it. We've also got a uh, what's up, Justin? I got to acknowledge you on the uh, on the uh, on the podcast side of things on the YouTube. Justin's uh, dressed up. What do you what do you have on over there on the uh, on the on the YouTube side there, Justin? I'm um, wearing.
4: There, there's a video game that I used to play called Army of Two. You're and right I happened here, to buy Justin. the mask.
0: Yeah, we lost our we lost our audio Justin we'll get that back. So Justin's guest today uh we've got a company called Monster Munch is going to be on. Now Monster Munch is a the Monster Munch machine. It's called the I don't want to screw this up. It's called the uh the the mother the mother dumper, I think is what it's called. A mother dumper. I got to look at it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's an interesting machine, but the uh the Monster Munch it's it's when you get done with your harvest whether you're in hemp or cannabis or whatever you feed just the whole the whole stalk That's into this machine. A bucker. That's what it's a called. Mother. It's a mother bucker. That's what it's a called. I could
1: Okay.
0: Oh, you know, what you know about this machine? I know
1: about this machine. Yeah. It's not enough. But...
0: So we got the uh, the guys behind uh, Monster Munch and the, and the mother bucker are going to be on the show. I was really afraid I was going to screw that up because, you know, we're on the FM. So that uh, you say that wrong and you got an FCC fine that we can't afford. We'll just go ahead and run, <laughs> run, run and hide.
2: What are you talking about? I was on the other line here, you know. Did I miss no, something? No, that, okay. We're talking about the mother bucker. Okay. okay, the mother bucker.
0: Yep, right. yep yeah. the mother bucker. Did we get audio on Justin yet?
2: Yeah, we got hey. audio on Justin. Hello. Hello. Just,
0: Justin, welcome back, bro. Was it the mask oh. you were wearing that, that wouldn't allow you to talk?
2: Is
4: that what it was? Oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. it <laughs> might have been. I don't know. It, you know, it's Halloween, man. You got to do something fun, right? Tim's dressed yeah. up like a lumberjack. Stone, you know, Waxy's <laughs> dressed up like a stoner. Steve <laughs> has a nice. Flannel on today, I right. guess. You yep. know,
1: I mean, yep. yeah. Olivia's wearing it all out. I can she see. It's
0: like a stock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, this is and my what
1: dirty sweater? I didn't hey,
0: know. You've been working hard, I know. Yeah. So, Justin, take tell us about the monster munch, folks.
4: Yeah, man. So it's it's a piece of equipment that can do eight hundred pounds of flour in an hour. So you
0: heard that right? Eight hundred pounds in an
2: hour of yeah. of, of pure.
0: Yeah, I looked at the videos like, of this okay. thing. I looked at the videos, and you know, the crazy part is that like the labor that it like normally it's going to take a lot of people to do what this machine does in an hour. It's pretty nuts. Well, out. you
2: know what? I really like like the uh, when 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 your chipper, the chippers that you throw your your wood in and it chips them up when you're taking trees down and stuff like yeah. that. I'm picturing it's something to that. It's old.
0: nothing like that.
2: Well, it's nothing like that, huh? Justin, <laughs> will we just be put, able to show you? Don't put images it in on, by on the, the end of the stock, and it comes out in a bag and all ready to go. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> i'm just like is there is there an, i just want to know if
0: there's like a piece of the machine like a uh, an accessory that you can hook up to it that like rolls it into a blunt afterwards then i'm in all the way
4: there is it's called waxy brown you oh you okay. just <laughs> at the end it's the implement it's just it's kind It just kind of keeps feeding it into your giant pre-roll
0: right <laughs> and of course in studio we got my dude kevin what's up kevin kevin's from hemp hemp hooray one of the coolest stores out there and I, you know, I love your logo work, um, and we're going to get into it. When it, when, it, when we sit down and talk about hemp and Peru. I want to talk about that logo because it's real family-inspired. I, I really like it. So that's it um, for the show. We also have uh, – and it's not the end, guys. It's not it's not five yet, so it's, it's not the end. But that's what we have for the show. So I also want to talk about um, – I've been very blessed this Saturday. I'll be speaking at the uh, normal uh, fall conference. That's going to be a lot of fun. So I want to get into uh, who the other speakers are and why it's important to go uh, – Listen to that stuff and find out what uh what this industry, what this culture, what it's all bringing to us in this next year.
5: Where's that event at?
0: You know, it's an it's an online event, so it's it's not, not online. What do you say, streaming? Uh, Justin, what's the what's the the technical word for that? For which one? The, the, the podcast, remember. the
4: live stream, the all, all that.
0: Bug? Yeah, if it's not FM, me and Steve get lost. So yeah. But, and then I also want to give a big shout out to the Dab Dads out of New Mexico. Um, that's some friends of ours we've had on here. They've got a really hip podcast out there where they uh, they talk about everything from aliens to, well, as long as it involves weed, they're going to talk about it out in Roswell, New Mexico. Justin and I are going to be on that show tomorrow. Justin, what are we going to talk about?
4: Uh, pretty much everything, man. We're going to talk about the Gore touch. We're going to talk about Waxy Brown Wax Off. We're going to talk about uh, aliens. We're going to talk about New Mexico cannabis scene and and all that cool stuff and, um we'll have plenty of fun talking to those guys because they they do not shy away from the medication while they're on air because they are not on the fm dial
0: you know and i get jealous that's why i like to put the podcasters on and like i tell all of them like i'm really jealous that you guys get to do that because like we can't blaze up here in the studio because it's fcc rules so you know i'm not gonna tell you where we blaze up but it's, it's not here but i do feel i like they're like big v and zach and those guys on top shelf they're they're raging out like whole apparatuses all at once i'm like oh man we. we (laughs) they
5: they bring the torches they bring everything
0: to the table when this goes federally illegal steve has already said he's going to install bongs into the uh, board here for us to use um did i know yeah you, you may take an old
2: mic and turn it into a pipe or something. You we're going to have them change it to the
0: FCTHC.
2: We'll just get those. We'll just get those e nails and it'll have a little uh, electric e nail that you just have to set your set your rig on and it automatically heats it up when you set your rig on it. Have you seen those?
0: Yeah, absolutely.
2: And then, yeah, then it's just it's hot all the time.
0: It took us four months how to figure out how to put a hook in a camera. I don't think we're going to get away with this bong thing. Okay. Justin's <laughs> getting angry
2: over there.
0: <laughs> He's like, I'm not doing this. All right. What a cool show. Let's talk about Grow Depot. So this has been such a cool marriage between these two companies. Uh, I know uh, K-Kid, Steve, you the Wheelers came together, uh, got a hold of Olivia through our friend Brian Losing, who's a big shout out to Brian for uh, putting that together. Working
2: out at Robust Cannabis. He's
0: out at Robust Cannabis. Uh, This is Waxy Brown's Flower Power brought to you by the Robust Cannabis Studios live at K-Kid 99. So every time I say Robust, I like to say that. Just kidding, but
2: it's, so it's fun.
0: It's I, been a really cool, uh, a really cool relationship, and uh, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pour a little love on the two of you real quick because what I've seen might not be different. Because Steve, you're a bean counter, you're a businessman, you're worried about, not worried about, but you're watching, you know, watching your your, your store over here grow, right? right. And uh, Jesse's doing his thing over there, and really showing all that. But what I want to, what I want to talk about for a quick second is, uh, is the amount of education and the amount of uh, experience that you guys are bringing to the folks in Phelps County and, and the Rola area. Because we just don't—we've all been growing in little bitty closets and don't know what we're doing. And so it's pretty cool to have an actual grow store where we don't have to run out to M- Menards and kind of MacGyver our way through a grow kit. Like, <laughs> so uh, for, for, from 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 my grow standpoint, kits at no, but okay. you can. But I think you can <laughs> yes, make they one. Do. Do yeah.
6: They? yeah, you just gotta be creative.
2: You okay. see, <laughs> MacGyver, <laughs> yeah. MacGyver your way through it. Yeah. You need five pieces of
0: bubble gum, a bunch of PVC, but. So that's what I want to say is like as as that activist cat out here and the advocate for the folks uh, on the outside of these walls, I just want to say thank you from them to you guys for bringing uh, what you're bringing, which is not just culture, but it's education, supplies, all that. So thank you. And uh, let's talk about Grow Depot a little bit. It's more than just in Rolla, right?
3: It's more than in Rolla. We have one in Union and Columbia, Moberly. Uh, it's coming to Kirksville and Jeff City. We we're just there today
0: Tim, pull her mic down a little for me.
5: There you go. There you go. Yeah. Thanks. There you go. Speak right into it. There you go. So okay. you said Jeff city. Oh,
3: yeah. Jeff city. We went there today to take some stuff from them and bring down here. Um, and I guess that's part of the community. It's really, it's really nice. What am I going to bring you? And what am I going to take from your store?
0: Well, I mean, that's part of it too. Like I have to say one of the coolest things about your team is I was there when you guys were, were talking about doing this. And one of the things right. that you said is we we're going to support you. Like you've never been supported before. And Steve, I'm sure you feel that way. Oh,
2: absolutely. You know, um, just, I mean having Olivia there to call and, and and get information from, but just the amount of uh and you know, education that she's throwing Jesse's way, you know, because I mean what's today, the twenty-sixth, something mm-hmm. like that. So we've been open two months and two days. We opened up on the twenty-third or twenty-fourth of August. So and it's been really good. I mean, the cool thing about it is everybody who walks through there is just, you know they're there they know what they're you know what they're looking for you know like we had a guy come in yesterday bought a whole kit set you know because he says hey can't can't grow outside anymore so i'm moving it indoors and that's the stage we're at right now pretty much isn't it olivia
3: oh yeah winter is the best time well i mean i guess it depends on who you are and what you're talking about but it's fun indoors it gives you something to do and you know the trees are always blooming in there so it doesn't get as depressing outside so it just gives you somewhere to go and hide from your wife and (laughs) <laughs> it's, no, it's good. <laughs> Everybody so loves it. You touch
0: on something I like to touch on on the show, and my buddy Chris Feaster harps on this all the time, but that's the fact that you just you just described it as therapy.
3: No, it is. It is. and Which is medicine, too. It is medicine, too. Um, I don't smoke as much as, well, you know, I don't smoke as much as my husband. It's hard to do. But uh, I like growing. I like growing so much, and everybody's got their own strengths, and everybody's got their own styles. But it's really a creative outlet. And you see a lot of these commercial growers and a lot of things start looking the same after a while, all their kits and all their systems. And that's wonderful for them. But at home, you can oh, just any way to Sunday. There's no wrong way to do it you can as just long tinker. as you're doing it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, you know, that's the cool part about Grow Depot is um, I've noticed that you guys, it, you have a lot of customers that come in and, and buy things. But you have like it's I've never I've almost never seen a customer come in that either didn't have education that they needed or education about something that they wanted to give out. So. It's pretty wild, man, to see that right. happening.
5: Right. Yep. Yep. Yeah. You know, you're probably not walking in to the store looking for Walmart products, right? No. no. You're no. looking to grow a plant, right? Tomatoes. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've had a few
2: people walk in and say, "Is this? Do you sell anything for you know just regular grow?" I said, "It's all for regular grow." Yeah. You know, I mean, basically we're a, we're a garden center, you know, now do we sell genetics? Yes. You know, do we, <laughs> do we, do we, you know, want you to teach you how to grow, you know, for yourself, for your medical purposes? Yes. You know, once it becomes recreational, you know, sky's the limit at that point.
3: Mm-hmm. But it's nice not to have to beat around the bush and, you know, remember you well, used to be, you're not be able to, you couldn't say bong. Remember you're yeah. going to be like, Oh, a right. water pipe. And so it's nice not to beat around the bush. You get a lot more information without having to like, Read between the lines.
0: That one used to make me mad too, because you go in a head shop and you're like, "I need a spoon. I need a, a you know, like, you know, a bong or a spoon or this, that, and the other." And they're always like, "You can't say that in here." And I'm like, <laughs>
3: "It's America.
0: It's for tobacco use only." And I'm like, "Well, you're yeah, for, for tobacco, tobacco, use tobacco use only. only. I'm so. out of here." <laughs> <laughs> but I've, I've walked in and I got like, "Do you guys carry spoon pipes?" And like, I can't say pipe in here. Yes, I can. That's yes. you just made that part up. Like, <laughs> but it's a uh, it's a new world, right? So. Yes and often i wonder like where did that come from that water pipe bonk thing because like there was no like real law i tried i looked for like the law that made it to where head shops had to do that it was just because they just kept getting busted that's what it was it was just about fear and stigma it's the same way head shops have those back rooms where like you have to go through an extra room to go look at the pipes and stuff and it's like i don't think that i just don't like that part i think that i think that you want normalization you want access listen Come and go sells pipes out in the open. You know what I mean, right? There's Delta Eight in every gas station in America. Yeah, right absolutely. Now. Yep. You so know it really cool.
2: is. I mean, think but, about it.
0: Yeah. Don't let me go off though. Let's talk okay. about let's talk okay. about genetics for a second. So that's one of the coolest things about what's happening, right? Like, I can go to the state and I can I can pay a hundred bucks and I'm going to be able to grow, right? But where am I getting seeds?
3: That's what it was. People came in and they're like, I don't know where to get started, and I was like, Well, Again. I guess this is a good place. You yep. know, go home and crack them and see what happens. And when you need more stuff, come back in, and they do. But no, it's important to get started, and seeds are fun.
0: Yeah, and you guys carry some of the top genetics out there, and you yes, guys Captain Redbeard. That's one of my faves out there.
3: No, he's so great too. He's a he's a wonderful person to work with, and he uh, he hooks us up with samples to give everybody. So no, uh, big shout out to him. He's great. And uh ethos, we finally got the contract with them, and they are hard to get. So I was uh, I'm really lucky, and we're all lucky as a team. As a right. unit, it helped sell it. I was like, hey. We can buy a lot of them, you know, disperse it between the stores. So, honestly, that's just a part of where...
0: Yeah, Ethos right. is top genetics out there. Ethos is got, amazing. They've won so many awards with their genetics, it's wild.
3: No, they've been in this game for so long. Yes, no, uh, I didn't start with Ethos, and I wish I had. So, I'm I'm glad people are able to.
0: Awesome, yeah. So, let's tell people where it's at here on Forum Drive. Most of you cats around in the Ralla area know where Price Chopper's at.
2: Directly across from that, 140. 1401 B B as in, as in beans, front, front door faces, uh, forum drive. So right. So you'll come to the almost well, kind of well, like the end of the building. Yeah. But, uh, you, know, you you'll, you'll see the sign it's right there. Uh, so it's a great location, easy to park, big, you know, lot to park in and, and everything you need in there from seed to crop. Grow Depot is where to shop.
0: Yeah, man. Where, where'd you come up with that?
2: Yeah. <laughs> Jessie, <laughs> tell them about what you saw you saw it on the internet and you're i thinking. saw it
3: and i was like oh that's so cool and then i was like her oh okay okay <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <absolutely>. <laughs> i was like oh thank god it's us because i liked it a lot i was gonna take it
2: <laughs> yep i dig it man yeah so we really appreciate you uh, olivia helping us out and getting us started and it's going to be a good relationship man it's going to be a lot of fun over the yep. years
0: it is Hel- this area up. loves you guys Help out people, man. Like you know, uh, whether I don't know if it's going to pass or not, of course. But if the adult use passes, uh, most Missouri, uh, most Missourians are going to be able to grow uh, in you know for home grow. I, I don't remember what the plant. I'm just checking the plant count. Kind of, it's three yep. or six, six? Six. Three, right? Three It's twelve. Oh, 12. Yeah, oh, gonna 12. Dub,
3: double
5: the plant All yeah. of us
3: guessed wrong. Yes. Yeah, it's 12. <laughs>
0: okay, it's 12. Thanks,
2: Kevin. So
3: <laughs>
2: sorry. It's
0: yeah, it was like this. Wait. So,
2: <laughs> but <laughs>
0: I think I There's think a that's one and a
2: two, that's three.
0: <laughs> I think that's I think that's really great though. That because here's what happened with the medical market, right? They told everybody they could go out and cultivate, but then you just didn't have access to seeds and all that. So like with this right. adult use market popping. Um, you can go over to Green if it if it passes. You can go over to Grow Depot, and you're going to be able to get everything you need to be able to get started. So, right, right. Pretty exciting. Without stuff. having
2: to go get a medical card.
3: Yes, or go to the you know you have you used. To, I remember you used to have to go to the pet store to get air stones and yeah, you to just piece it all together.
0: Yeah, if it passes though, you'll still have to register your garden with the state. That you'll still have to pay that uh that hundred bucks or yeah, it's hundred bucks
2: for your cultivation yeah. fee. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. I didn't bring everything right in front of me. Here, gotcha. But,
0: but yeah, so. What a great show so st- so far. We got Olivia from Grow Depot. Um, I'm really excited about having Grow Depot next door because I think, uh, you know, I tell everybody my my main my main goal in life is to just see this plant getting as many hands as possible, you know, during my lifetime, and I, I'll help any way that I can, whether it's over this microphone or walk around knocking on doors telling people like however, but. I just think it's really it's really amazing that in our area now, um, we're going to be able to get that plant in a lot more hands and uh, and them have the access to the genetics and everything to be able to, to get that while shopping small and doing it the mom and pop shop style, which we really dig, right? There you go. All right. That's going to be it for just a second. We're going to go to break, and then when we come back, we're uh, we're going to talk a little bit to Tyler from uh, Hemp puree and talk about some of those goodies you brought us in, too, man. Some good stuff. Kevin, what did I say?
6: Tyler. Tyler. I did say Tyler. Really- I got
0: Tyler next. Yeah, Tyler's after
6: Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> Which both both fabulous. People. It's all right. We tie together. It's, Perfect. It's Okay.
0: Perfect. Actually, you guys are going to be on together too. So, all right, where you are, you guys are. Uh, we're going to go to break. Um, you guys are listening to Waxy Brown's Flower Power Hour from the Robust Cannabis Studios at K 92.9. Justin, I see you out there. We'll talk to you in just a little bit too, man. <laughs> all right, guys, we'll be right back.
7: Not very well. Let's
8: do it! Come on! There's a bomb. How
5: about a bomb?
8: There's
4: a bomb? There's a bomb? There's a big bomb. Where?
0: Look at this.
1: Oh man.
2: The right now, I still got a half day's work. left. Half day's work, 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 work. I
8: still have a half day's worth of work. What? <laughs> <laughs>
2: should be told, I smoked a lot of
8: weed.
7: Listen to the sound of my voice. You are getting sleepy. You want to wax off. You need to wax off. Donde esta la biblioteca? Where is the library? You will wax off. As soon as you can, wax off, good, wax off.
0: Kid Kid 92.9, broadcasting live from Robust Cannabis Studios.
2: Man, I love saying that. Man, that is cool.
0: I almost want to come back in again.
2: Now, was that Tyler you were trying to get on? The- <laughs> I think
0: we might have Tyler on. Do we have Tyler on? Hey, Tyler, we got Tyler Morgan. What's cracking, Captain?
9: Hey, how you doing, man?
2: Oh,
0: We're going to try and get his Slanted. audio. There oh, we go. We got it, his audio It's on. our fault over here. You good, Tyler? Can we hear you?
9: I'm good. Uh- I can hear you.
0: We can hear you brilliantly, man. So, Tyler, we're going to talk about Prairie uh, Hemp Festival here in just a moment, but we've got a good friend of yours on as well. We got Kevin from Hemp Prairie, Hemp as well as Kevin is also a board member of Missouri Hemp Trade Association, uh, that organization out there that we love to put on because we love what they're doing out there. So, welcome to the program, fellas. Really appreciate you guys coming on.
9: Thanks, actually, that's awesome.
0: Uh, awesome stuff. So, let's talk about Prairie Hemp Festival for just a second. So. That's coming up November 4th and 5th?
9: It is. It's coming up just next weekend. So I look
0: forward to that. I'm going to be MCing it, but um, MCs are fun, but the guests who are speaking are some of the most high-caliber uh, folks I can imagine uh, speaking at something like this. So we're going to get into some details because I think I learned on the phone today, and I'll let you talk about this, that, that I know there was an admission charge to this, and maybe that got covered or something. So we're going to talk about that just a little bit, too. So take us on a ride through what Prairie Hemp Festival's got going on.
9: Yeah, we're going to have a number of vendors that are going to be there. And then uh, Friday evening, it really kicks off at five o'clock from five to eight. And that is going to be open networking with all the folks in the industry. And it's definitely the place to be there. I've seen so many people come together over the years, meet, do business, grow their companies, grow their brands. Um, It's just been great. So uh, so it's going to kick off with that. And then uh, the next day... uh, it's really going to run all day, starting at about. Uh, Kevin, was it eight in the morning?
6: I'd have to look. I think it was nine. What? No, I thought it was nine o'clock. It I might be Nine.
0: Okay. So, I guess first for the folks out there, you can go over to. Uh, there's a there's a website, right?
9: Yeah, it is the uh, NativePrairieHempFest dot com, and you can uh, you can register there
0: native fest.com and you can find out for in case we get any of these uh little details wrong you guys can find them all corrected over there at the website. Um,
9: yeah, hemp trade webpage there's some links as well um and there's also a Facebook page for the event. So it's it's not too hard to find.
0: <clears throat> so I love these events because when I go to like uh you know these cannabis event parties and stuff like I get to see some cool stuff some cool products and stuff but what I see when I go to these events with you guys Missouri Hemp Trade Association and and events like Native Prairie Hemp Fest is a whole lot of uh industrial aspects of, of what this plant can do and that's what I like running into. So, you know, just the uh the applications that we're looking at with hemp um is going to be is going to be pretty wild. Um actually I uh, I got a story later I'm going to talk about um from Isaiah Thomas, the NBA star. That guy has started uh, – I'll give you the quote. Uh he said uh He's making auto parts with plants, and he said all plastics will be made by cannabis in the future. So it's going to be a pretty wild future. I mean, you get to learn all that when you go to these kind of events.
9: Some of the biggest contracts that are developing out there are for micronized um, parts of the plant core um, because those can be used in bioplastics for 3D printing, just about anything you want. I mean, in manufacturing, you can literally replace all of your plastics and packaging and have a biodegradable product. So there's a few companies out there led the way, but those are starting to come online, um, both in Missouri and Kansas. There are processing facilities that are coming online and we're gonna have people uh, representing and talking about all of that stuff at the conference. Um, And really even talking about how uh, just integrating hemp as an enterprise on your farm or in what you're doing every day Um, can also improve a lot of other parts of what you're doing just in normal agriculture. So I'm excited to see how this is going to not just change the face of the industry, but change the face of how we raise our food and how we get things to the table across the state of Missouri. Um, And, uh, you know, it's growing. We're coming into our third season now as a state. And um, and there's definitely and what's really exciting is that, um all of the different groups that have been working sort of independently over the last four years to help get this fledgling industry raised and up off the ground are coming together under under one association now and it's just it's going to be it's going to offer so many more resources for everybody to go to across the board from retail to distribution um, into manufacturing and being able to grow have contracts i think this is the first year that I've actually seen contracts go out, even though they're small. But just because we were able to do that this year and have farmers on contract before they planted some of their fields, um, it's opened the door wide open for that to happen on a much bigger scale next year. So
0: when you say that, that means that if I'm a farmer, like before I even get these seeds in the ground, I've got a contract for them to sell right out the gate at the end there.
9: Yeah. And it hasn't happened right now. It's just been a bunch of crazy people that have been out there doing it on the faith that it would come.
5: I like, the, this I like is crazy where, people. This is where we have to go with this farming project. I mean, it we yeah. have to treat it just like any other seed. theres It's one plant. Why, why are we trying to haggle over whose plant that is?
0: Yeah, the only difference I want to see, I want to see excitement. Because when's the last time we had like a new crop? You know what I mean? Something that's a new thing that we could put in the ground and, and make these farmers money and all that. I mean, it's, it definitely has been a while, I'm sure. So I want to see excitement. That's it. That's the only change I want to see. I want to see it treated the same as, as, as all these others, you know, as, as an economic boost to growth. But I also want to see people get stoked about it.
6: Well, that comes with a couple other things, too. I mean, you you got to look at it from a par- farmer's point of view. I mean, regulations are still kind of tight. You know, I mean, who wants to plant a crop that could go hot and have to get destroyed and lose everything? Crop insurance is still questionable in some some areas. And For stuff. the
0: listeners, go hot means it would test over 3%. It would,
6: yeah, it would test mm-hmm. over 0.3% THC total or gotcha. Delta nine percentage. Um, so, you know, there, there's still concerns with this too. You know, I mean, genetics, we're importing genetics from different parts of the country that aren't really set for our climate, you know, and huh. we got only got about two inches of rain over the weekend or over this week, you know? And right. so that really hinders what we can do as plant growth and stuff too. I mean, we need genetics that are formed through here. So, you know, Lincoln university, um, they got a big grant. Um, to start developing some genetics and stuff. They've been working with some of the farmers that we've been dealing with and stuff too to try to do test pilots and stuff to see what actually will grow in our climate.
0: Yeah, you know, I never thought about that, like genetics from other places. Obviously, you're going to react differently to our climate than there are other places. 100%.
6: I mean, not very many people have 80% humidity in plus and 90 degree days, 100 degree days and then no rain for a month. Yeah, we do.
4: Yeah. I, I don't miss that. I do not miss that part of the Midwest, man. I love it.
0: Yeah. I don't think you guys can grow can you grow any hemp in New Mexico, Justin?
4: Absolutely. And it grows different down here because we're at elevations, so there's more UV, there's less humidity in the air. The soil is more acidic or rocky or sandy. I mean, it's and it's, that plant can adapt to it. That's the wild part. Is it's so so robust not to yeah. plug robust studios yet again it like but it's <laughs> such a robust plant that it'll adapt to whatever climate it's in so if you get genetics from Poland and plant them in Missouri it's going to modify itself and adjust how it grows and all that and you'll get different expressions than you would where it came from so it's really it's cool but it's a pain in the butt to try and get consistent crops until you get stable genetics so
9: yeah the real pioneers in this are the farmers because you know now they're in their third year i'm seeing some of the best product i've ever seen come up out of the ground and now that people are starting to get used to it, but it does take time. And one of the interesting things about Missouri is we've really got six distinct climate zones. I mean, we've got wine country, we've got open Prairie and high Prairie. Um, and so there's all these different locations across the state that are kind of have this terroir about them where it's, you know, more prone to grow one type or another type and uh, and that's where working with the individual farms is just going to end up producing a really like deep and dynamic industry i think especially in missouri we were number one and we'll come back right away even even on fiber last year we grew 600 acres as a state but we were number two with that small of an amount in the country for fiber that needs you know we need to be at a half a million acres yeah
0: that's dismal we um but then again, brand new industry, right? Like, it was pro- pro- that's the thing. Prohibition hit, it, it hit weed, the, the stuff that we smoke and the stuff that we eat, edibles. But, it, but it, it hit us way harder than just that. Like, it hit us in, in what we built, our homes and our cars and our clothes and how we fed our children and used medicine in our medicine cabinets. Like, sure, it took away the joints. And the blunts but i don't know if they're blunts back then but took away the joints and uh but but it also took away so much more from us right like what would our what would our country look like right now without prohibition yeah we probably all have cannabis in our medicine cabinets but also this studio would probably be made out of hemp and this laptop that i'm working off of would have hemp parts and like we need that so that's why that's why this this native prairie hemp festival and what you guys are doing as an organization with missouri hemp trade association that's why it's so phenomenally important is because we're having to, we're literally having to reverse history, reverse a swollen, uh, a swollen, broken history. So it's, you know, big ups to what you guys are doing with this organization. I know you're on the board of directors, man. And I, I can't imagine the conversations that happen in that boardroom
6: uh, there. Uh, Tyler can tell, I mean, he, we're a, we're a pretty intense group. I yeah. mean, you know, all of us that are in hemp right now, there's, there's, yeah. it's very, um, we all see a window of opportunity doorway to walk through but it's it's hard, man. I mean, if you're in this industry, you're in it because you like it. I mean, we've lost a lot of farmers over the last three years. I mean, we've only been in this industry in Missouri for three years. And about two-thirds of the farmers have dropped off. Hmm. Because we, unlike the medical industry right now, um, I mean, we've got farmers selling pounds for $80, yeah. $100. And we're talking they're moving 2,000 yeah. pounds at that price. right? You know, so... It's a struggle for some guys to be really, really honest and everything, but we're we're trying. I mean, you know, you're talking about bioplastics and everything else. If we wouldn't have outlawed hemp, we'd have a hundred years of hemp houses. Right. Right. Um, France did not outlaw hemp. For the last hundred years, they've been utilizing it in their hemp crete over there.
0: In their hemp crete? Yeah. Right on. And it didn't the United States just made hemp crete, like just said, go ahead. I well, that's I mean, wild.
6: Yeah, we're trying to get all of the, you know, yeah. carbon credits and everything to get that that's that's where this industry is going to come from is because of the tax credit loopholes that's what'll that's what'll explode it you know
9: i think that's going to be a part that's going to help it move forward but kevin you definitely hit it on the head when you said you know the people that are in this right now are in this because they have a passion for it for sure you know you can see it across the board and um at the end of the day i think what's really going to stabilize it is the people that are putting in the hard work and getting it done because that creates real industry, that creates real economy. Um, and subsidies can help, but at the end of the day, we got to have a stable market that makes sense on its own as a stand-up. And I think we're going to get there faster than we think because just year <laughs> over a year, it's exponential.
0: So you think you do think this is going to be like a, kind of a, a button that gets pushed and 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 begins to do its work?
9: I do. I do. You know, um, we're seeing some changes in the industry in Missouri. Uh, recently, our Department of Agriculture dissolved the hemp program for the state uh, about a month ago.
5: What, what happened there? I lost my job as a hemp sampler. Oh, really? <laughs>
9: <laughs> so it turns out you can turns out that you can still get your hemp. You can redo your hemp sampler. There's some actual interesting things. The, the base of it is is that the program had to fund itself statutorily. And it couldn't because it only had the few producers uh, and fees for those registrations to rely on to run a program. And 120 people paying for a registration isn't enough to run a program, at, you know, for our state. But right. federally, all the way across, we default fall under the USDA. So we one of the things we'll be going through at the Hemp Fest is um, how those changes are going to affect everybody. But the two that stand out the most are one now you'll be able to apply directly with the usda and since they're funded that 750 and fifty dollar fee goes away so now if you want to be able to grow in your tomato garden in the backyard um you got to follow the process but you don't have to pay the 750 bucks to do it the other part is that um oh samplers um tim uh will be able to actually uh take the same test online with the USDA, because when Missouri introduced our sampling program that our uh, that Alan, who ran it with our department, uh, created, the USDA thought that our program was so good that they adopted it into their rules and of about five other states into their programs. So there's really not gonna be any change on that because uh, they already adopted Missouri's program as one of the most forward programs that was out there. Yeah, yeah it was
5: interesting when I got my letter, I, went, I jumped right online. It was. It was the same program.
9: Yeah. Yeah. And I think the, the the percentage of people that passed the test after watching the video is actually higher with the USDA than it was here. But um, it was just so that's so those are a few things that are actually going to be beneficial. And um, it, but it really means that as a state, when it comes to the hemp program itself and for the 23 farm bill, we've got to be able to bring the voices of all the folks that have a vested interest in this industry across the state together under one roof so that we can take that voice and that message to DC and have an impact on the 23 farm bill and uh, you know National Cannabis Industry Association has come to us for our opinions to take forward on their lobbying days and some of those doors are starting to open up so um, but this is I think really kind of opens the door for us to take a lot of steps forward that, uh, that that need to be taken it's unfortunate that our program wasn't able to fund itself but you know it's a it, it's challenging to get this up off the ground
0: yeah and you know that's that's why these 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 events that you guys are holding they're so important because they reach out to not just your members of mohem trade but also to everybody else like i i tell i tell every farmer i see and I live, live, you know, down here in Rollo. We got a lot of that. So I tell everybody about it. Like, have you, have you heard about hemp? Do you know about Missouri Hemp Trade Association? Do you know about these meetings where farmers actually go and they learn about new products, new things, new ways to do, to do business? Generational farmers. I mean, it's got to be a thing, right? Where generational farmers, the younger generations now, they have to, like, smell this coming. And, like, is there an interest in that in that direction? So I think-
6: I've got a friend of mine. My daughter's just turned 29. They From one of her high school friends has, has got a small farm took it over from her grandpa from his grandpa and stuff and i just had the conversation with him um and he realizes that something has to change he sees all the land around him and how it's deteriorating gone so he started rotational grazing his cattle he's running uh 40 head of cattle out on 80 acres right now which is it was phenomenal um, the land that they've been able to switch in three years to actually show after they feed cattle on a one acre plot for 24 hours you can't even tell that they've really been on it they don't eat it all the way down and they rotate it to a different plot i mean it's really cool so we've been talking to you know him and other people like this because something hasn't changed i mean it it literally does i mean we've seen that soy and coin production has decimated Iowa because of chemical poisonings and stuff in the groundwater. I mean, everything's bad up there. So eventually something has to come into the the ground, start remediating the ground out, pulling those, breaking up that ground again, actually putting something back into it and removing the bad stuff from it. And that's going to come from hemp. The biggest hurdle that we see, while I think that, you know, the bioplastics and everything are great, It sounds fantastic. The infrastructure for that's probably a little bit farther away too. Um, But if you really want to talk about how we solve this, um, the biofuel aspect of taking the hemp seed oil into a biofuel changes the industry overnight too. And the processes are in place to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, pretty much you're just taking whatever you would subsidize as an ethanol production. You could use it as a biofuel instead from the hemp seed. Absolutely wild. And so then instead of the fiber being the main product, the biofuel becomes the main product and everything else is a subsidy off of that going down the chain. And that's that's how we got high fructose corn syrup and everything. That's how we got soy leaching and everything, all these byproducts that are feeding the cattle and you know the poultry industry and the pork industry that we know are not good. I mean, every 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 doctor can tell you you do not need to be drinking soda because it's loaded with high fructose corn syrup. Yeah. And so as an industry i mean we're at a pivot point where when you talk about one thing one thing could really change it and force it into i mean 25 different markets overnight
0: hmm. and it's it's so wild too to see like the hemp <clears throat> the hemp uh you know the hemp industry struggle as it starts to get its legs but it's like that with everything it seems like
5: well here's a bottom line we we've talked about this before on the drug side with big pharma big chemicals no different they yeah. don't want this. Yeah. You know, the cat, the big cat, the, there, there's people, the USDA, there's so much bureaucratic crap involved. It makes it difficult to get an industry off the ground,
0: especially one that's going to replace other in multiple other industries. Like there's such a big fight against all this. And, and the fight really comes down to these generations who have made money off plastics and dairy and, and, you know, Pepsi and all these other things, you know, it's prohibition,
6: real, baby. prohibition. It's, yeah. it's real. Yeah. 3M just lost a, I think it was a $152 million lawsuit because of the chemicals that they put into the ground up in Michigan. Right. So wow. Something has to change. I mean, like if we're not demanding it, then, then we're at fault too. You know, right. really good point, Kevin,
9: because the one place that it does change. And I love the example you use of the farmer with his cattle, because, um, he especially is a great example because it's people's opinions of how they want to live, need to change. And I think that's one of the things that overall the entire cannabis industry has an opportunity to bring to the table about having a different view of what the future can look like and then going out and creating it.
5: Yeah. You know, Tyler, uh, Kevin, all the work that you guys have done in the industry, Sean, I mean, the Poindexters, there's so many amazing people that keep, that keep fighting the battle and taking those arrows. So thank you, thanks for jumping on today, and I yep. really appreciate all the support and everything you're doing. Again, the Native Prairie Hemp Festival, well, and I'm excited to be there. It's gonna be fun. Yeah,
9: yeah.
0: yeah so t- we're gonna go to break, but tell people before we do uh, again where they can find that. How much does it cost, Tyler?
9: Oh, yeah, that's right. You asked me. So we and I had our meeting this morning, and we've decided that um, we are not going to be charging. So Missouri Hemp Trade. Um, as a sponsor is going to make sure that if you show up to this festival, there's not going to be a cover at the door. So come on out, get educated, come to the programs, uh, come support the association. Um, and join, call-
0: join the association. Let's have a party.
9: I was going to say, let's let's have a party, baby. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Well, um,
6: and let's just make sure about this. Like this is open to more people than just a farmer. Right. That's I right. mean, we need packaging. We need attorneys. We need accountants. I mean, we need professional people to be part of our organization also. Yeah. And retailers. All these ancillary, I,
0: I mean, all these ancillary, especially 100%. retailers. Yeah. All these ancillary people that that help these industries, whether it's the IT guy to the uh to the THC guy. We want to make sure they're there. All right. Native prairie hemp festival. When we get back, we're going to talk more uh with Kevin and uh Tyler. You're welcome to stay on line too. We're going to talk cannabinoids, we're going to talk about hemp hemp hooray and uh and the future of hemp. You guys are listening to the Waxy Brown's Flower Power Hour live from the Robust Cannabis Studios. KKID 92.9. Appreciate you, Tyler Morgan.
9: Appreciate you very much, Daniel, Mr. Waxy. Right.
0: You betcha, fam. We'll be right back.
9: All right.
7: Well Let's
8: yeah. do it come on. There's a bomb. How about
4: a bomb? There's a bomb. There's a wow. bomb. There's a big bomb.
2: What? Half day's work, work, worth work. I still have a half day's worth of
8: work. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Truth be told, I
8: smoke a lot of weed.
7: Listen to the sound of my voice. You are getting sleepy. You want to wax off. You need to wax off. Donde está la biblioteca? Where is the library? You will wax off as soon as you can wax off good wax off
0: To Waxy Brown's Flower Power Hour, broadcasting live from the Robust Cannabis Studios at KKID 92.9.
2: That just puts a smile on your face. You too, man. I just saw you grin I, too. I, so from ear to ear. That's cool. <laughs> right. I well, you me. are listening to KKID, Salem Roller. We'll just get that right out of the way here. On top of the hour there. There yeah. you go. Coming up on it.
0: All right, so we got Kev Dog in the house. We got Kevin Kevin Halderman from Hemp Hemp Hooray, and I see we got Tyler Morgan still on. I dig that man because we're we've been having some, some good conversations. Just for you guys out there, I got some really good feedback uh, during during the show. It said they love you two on together, and that they wanted somebody said they wanted to uh, to talk about. Uh, we have a show coming up where we're gonna talk about uh, well water, and like I think you guys would be able to uh, entertain some of that. So. Very, very cool. All right. So let's talk about hemp hemp puree for a second, because I'm, I'm obviously a fan of your products from the from the cheese on my face right here. Um, <laughs> how'd you get started in the, in the hemp industry, Kevin?
6: Um, you know, so me and some friends of mine, my business partner, James, um, we were actually in Vegas when the amendment passed. Oh. Um, and so we started researching everything and, uh, you know, we tried to put a plan together like everybody did at the... About 90 days out from putting the application in, I had a guy walk away with $4.5 million. So we decided not to put an application in. Yeah, you can't do that without um, bread, right? Yeah. So we actually ended up just kind of transitioning into hemp. Um, we built our first store in Osage Beach, uh, Stonecrest Mall. They were kind enough to actually let us get involved with them. In a mall? Yeah, in a strip mall. Yeah, Stri-
0: yeah so you See, see, that's, that's what people don't realize is sometimes that's the hardest part to to putting these shops in a landlord well you want somebody that's going to be friendly to what you're doing but also in a good positioning right you want good yeah
5: yeah so you don't want you don't want to put them in a bad position just because of their banking too
6: right yeah exactly so it and and you know unlike what everyone thinks even though we're a federally legal product banking is an issue for hemp industry also Uh, i mean like we can go into that later but i mean it's it's not a smooth ride
0: no no and we talk about it on the show all the time you're welcome to dive into that like we we all know that like we have issues with with cannabis and hemp um being in the, in regular banking because they just don't understand the difference between what you're selling and what a dispensary is selling or you know the difference between these products or whatever
6: um it's cannabis period yeah. i mean yeah. you know it's got some legal definition that the feds like to use but Everyone else just sees it as cannabis. Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, you can't boost a post. Yeah, nope. I mean, you know, in a hemp industry, probably could have done it if I wouldn't put my name Hemp Hemp parade. Yeah. <laughs> you know, kind of double sorted myself there. But uh, um, Did that too. hindsight being 2020, you know. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. But, yeah, that's, that's
0: real. Um, so you, you, have, you, you have one shopper? I
6: have a store in Osage Beach and we have one in downtown Columbia also. Very right cool. on Broadway.
0: I guess I just, I'm down there all the time, and I guess I just, I need to get um, down there now. It's yeah. a
5: beautiful store. I yeah. mean, when I walked into it, I was just like, well, this isn't what I, is it mine in the right place? You know, and then I started talking to Miles at the counter, and it's like, this is really cool. I said, let me just soak this in for all a right. second.
0: All right, as a third party, describe it to me. Give me
5: give me that vibe. I literally thought I was in a boutique, like a female boutique. And okay. The the hemp stuff right. that they've got for sale, the t-shirts, the the clothing, and I mean, just... It's all top-notch stuff. Yeah. I, I, you can't even really tell it's a CBD store.
6: Well, it's not. Right. <laughs> it's, it's a yeah. lot of stores. Yeah, yeah. We, we are a hemp boutique. is That's what we branded it. Is.
0: Wow. Very cool. And both your locations kind of have that vibe? Yeah.
6: Um, you know, we tried to do... Uh, I built all the shelving and stuff, so it's all rough sawn oak, pipe iron, farm tables. Right. Kind well, of right. What, do, right.
0: what don't you do, Kevin? <laughs>
1: sleep.
6: Oh. <laughs> don't sleep. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> that's real. <laughs>
0: Know. awesome so let's talk about some of the products that are in there because that like t-shirts are cool and like hemp products are cool but talk about some of the uh like i know i experienced one of your gummies and it's absolutely fire i'm having a great time but uh you brought us in some really cool products and uh and actually uh, you tell us a little bit about uh the cannabinoids that you're using as well as the products and i'm gonna go get some to kind of show on the camera for our youtube side of things
6: yeah so we um i mean i've i've tried to work with a lot of really good manufacturers and stuff across the country um you know everyone thinks that the hemp is uh a small player i actually probably have two or three vendors that are doing over 50 million dollars a month in sales wow um through just a few vendors like that now is so, that here in missouri no nah, it's across the country across the country you know but i mean you know we're we're sizable right, right. Um, i've Absolutely. been very blessed with bringing in a good crew i mean uh tim mentioned miles we stole miles from quickrete whenever uh, they got bought out or bought out uh, Midwest block and brick and he's been a good asset for us to run our stores and stuff. And uh, we just picked up a, d- a new chain of stores up by St. Louis. So we're going to start developing a bunch of product lines for them. So you'll be seeing us in a bunch of convenience stores up there. Nice. In oh, that's cool. Right. too.
0: You know, a lot of people, a lot of people like, man, I'm that guy. If I'm in a gas station somewhere in another state, like when I was going through Kansas, like that, Kansas is obviously not a good example, but I sometimes I sometimes I lean on those alternate cannabinoids a lot. You like, didn't go
6: through Kansas ever. Me? Come on, give me a break. I mean, you have to go around Kansas. I go
0: so. I go directly through Kansas every time. Like, because listen, I'm an impatient fellow, right? Like, so medicine's really important to me, but it's also important for me to get where I'm going. And it really irritates me when I've got to go out of my way because the government can't figure out how to get out of my way. Yeah. So I go straight through. Granted, I don't do it medicated. I, I I take some gummies before I head out, but. You no, know, you take a lot of gummies. A lot of gummies before I head out. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of which, these THCO gummies are where it's at, man. I'm, I'm eating this blue Raz. It's a 30 milligram THCO
6: plus 20 milligram Delta-8 per gummy.
0: Yeah. It works. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, good stuff. So.
6: Yeah, I mean, and a lot of people, you know, say, uh, ever since we've been in the store, I've had people walk in, and, you know, Google recognizes us as a cannabis dispensary. Mm-hmm. I cannot change that. You complain to Google, right? If anybody has a problem there, you go. Um, I don't think they're listening. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, when you start combining different cannabinoids and stuff, you totally get a different profile. And so while I understand that some people only like a Delta nine product or a marijuana product, I think they're missing, I mean, they're missing a hell of a lot of the plant still.
0: Yeah. I know Justin, you're a big fan of uh, a lot of the alternative cannabinoids. What have you been leaning on lately?
4: Um, you know, I've been kind of off practicing for that. Oh, again. Uh, oh. oh. oh you're back. Turned me off. Go ahead. turn me off. Naughty Steve. I didn't and slide you off. up. <laughs> yep. But, uh, no, I've been getting in shape for that elk hunt. And so I, I literally walked into a dispensary yesterday and I said, I need something that helps put me to sleep. I need some indica. And they handed me a cart. And the first thing I saw was that it had CBG and I was like, perfect. I'm in done. Yep. You know, and when you pair the Delta nines, you know, hemp derived or cannab- cannabis derived or whatever. The D8, the D10s. I heard of D11 at Lucky Leaf recently. Right. that's coming down the pipeline. The THCO, THCP. <laughs> he I mean, said all that not, stuff.
0: It's not coming down the pipeline. Kev Dog's got it.
4: I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Well, that's just it, right? Is there's so much coming to the table on the hemp side of things that people like Kevin and, and Tyler, for that matter, I mean, you got to have your head on a swivel because if you don't pay attention, it'll go right by you. And then the guy down the street's picking up on it. So the fact that he beat me to that. I love it. I'm going to order some, but I'm going to have it shipped because it's federally legal. How's that sound, everybody? That's that's correct. (laughs) So I'm going
0: to ask you a question. So in particular, I'm looking at your moon rocks here. I'll show those up on the YouTube side of things. And you also can find us on Facebook at uh, Waxy Brown Lives Flower Power Hour Interactive. Big shout out to those folks listening over there. I saw Vet Maps said, what's up? What's up, Vet Maps? Um, So I'm looking at these moon rocks here, right? And normally, even if I get moon rocks from, from a dispensary in Colorado or something like that, I'm not getting hit with these terps. What's happening here? Tell me. To, I mean, you don't have to give me any secrets here, but
6: I'm telling you, it's it, I, I need to take a look at it, that. You just it. start with some good flour. That's the first problem. I mean, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you got the terps and the flour, you don't have to worry about the roast. Right,
0: you're right, you're right. I open that package up and it's just a blast of deliciousness.
6: So, you know, our moon rocks are made. So we've got a different process where we're actually infusing the flower. We're not actually hot spraying the flower with the distillate anymore. Very cool. Um, so that's kind of a, a new trade secret that people are doing. And then it's actually got a CBG Keef on top of it. So oh,
0: Okay. So, so these we, are sleepy moon rocks. No, no. Nope. no.
6: C, CBG is the upper. CBN oh, is the downer. Okay. okay got gotcha. you. Gotcha. And if he wants some gummies to put him to sleep, I've got some gummies that will put you to sleep. without a, Even without a D8 or a D9 in them.
0: Because I, I lean on D8 a lot. Like, I love D8 for sleep. It's just, it's been, you know, I was one of those cats when I first heard about it. I'm like, well, if it's not weed, I don't, I'm not into it. And then I started to learn more, caught a little bit of an education, did my own research, like people should. And now I use it for sleep because, like, it, it is that one thing that, that that does really well for me. Well,
6: that looks like fire there.
2: Man, they, had, oh they
6: test out around 36 38%, depending on where we're at and wow. stuff. But you've got a well-balanced flower here now. So right. you're talking... You know, you've got about a 10% CBG load with it. You've also got about a 15, 18% CBD load. You've got about 8% of other minors, and then you've got the other distillate added atom on top of it too, you know, Fuego. for the D8. You hey, know, back, back the, back to, Go ahead, Justin.
4: I was to say, one of the things that I love about hemp is because you can't just go nuts on THC, you have to focus on cannabinoid expression, terpene expression. And you, you focus on the things that, that the cannabis market's catching up to. They're like, oh, these terps are important. All of a sudden, let's let's focus on terps. Well, if you're in the hemp space and you've been selling CBD since the beginning, one, you've lost your shirt uh, in the process <laughs> of going through that education. But right. two, you're you you're focusing on the, the non-Delta-9 elements of this plant. And it's really awesome to see it paired in so many different ways for so many different
9: things.
0: Tyler, are you a a? a you, do you go down those roads with the alternative cannabinoids?
9: I like a blend. I like CBG actually works really well for me when it's blended in with the other ones. Um,
0: CBG is good for the guts too. Am I my mistaken you know,
9: CBN is definitely something that puts me to sleep when I need to get some good rest. But I think what's really impressive is just you know. And what also concerns me is there's so many innovators like what Kevin's doing with hemp hemp array um in the retail market and one of the obligations i think we've got as uh the association is to protect those retailers because a lot of times um they end up being the one who have to hold the crap when the hammer falls you know and when somebody comes after the industry because they don't understand it um and you've or and so you have you see store owners that are selling federally legal products, and getting subjected to things that um, I think are an abuse of the color of law, you know, and, and, and go-
0: yeah. And going forward in this conversation, I do want to make, make it clear to the listeners out there that I won't name any shops or any, any counties or anything, but the, the folks in this room right now that you're listening to on the show um, are helping out some entities out there that are dealing with that very thing, a shop that got cease and desist, cease and desist letters from a prosecutor that does not understand uh, the cannabinoids that we're dealing with and does not understand the uh, two thousand and eighteen hemp uh, you know farm bill that that passed. They don't understand that. So they're sending out these letters that say either you're going to go to jail or take it off the shelf immediately. But that's all uh, it's all it's all just misinformation and they, they need to, they need to understand that. So I do want to give a, give a thank you to you guys for that, because I know uh, you guys are helping that, that company after I, after I let you know what was going on. So thank you for that.
6: Yeah. I mean, we had, uh, we actually worked with some other companies up out of um, Kansas city early this year, casting uh Platt County sent out cease and assist orders um, to about 18 local CBD shops. Um, you know, we, we took, took it under advisement with an attorney, um, kind of contacted the prosecutors. And a lot of it is just misinformation. Um, you know, but at the end of the day, um, you know, there's still people going to jail because of this on the time where, you know, one side of the board, when I mean one side of the marijuana industry is sure. talking about decriminalization and legalization, um, you know, I mean, we're still holding the ball. I mean, I think a lot of bud tenders have immunity for what they sell. Mm-hmm. You wanna say that? I mean, I don't see anybody gonna get busted for anything that they sell at a dispensary, no matter what claim they make or anything like that. Historically it has happened, but that's but been they were breaking out. Yeah. yeah, they were breaking the law. I'm just yeah. saying, like for a product itself, mm-hmm. that wasn't I mean, like looping charges, all I kinds of you. stuff like that. But actually selling a product, they pretty much have an industry standard, they're not gonna get touched by any authority. Us, on the other hand, on the hemp side, I mean, yeah, you sleep with one eye open. I mean, you just hope that you're, you're supplying the right products. I mean, I test so many products. We've got product testing, not just from those vendors that we're supplying with. I mean, our new deal is if you want to bring a product to me to put into our store, you're supplying me, one, with enough product to pay for the testing, whatever testing I want to do. and Or two, you're just paying for it outright, and I'm going to pick the lab that I'm using. I mean I don't trust it. In- hmm.
9: can't hear anything on my end
4: yeah I think we lost the audio in the studio here
9: okay well Kevin was just about ready to get going there
4: yeah it looks like he's doing pretty good
9: <laughs> oh man
4: well I think there Steve's just figuring it out we okay. may be live on air too so we should probably mind our P's and Q's Understood. <laughs> Oh, they went to commercial break. Well, we're going to go to commercial break, and uh, I'm going to uh, give the guys a call and see if we can't get it fixed so we can get everyone back in here. So,
9: you want me to stay here?
8: Uh,
4: yeah, hang tight for a bit, and we'll, we'll come back and we'll have a little fun at their expense. How's that? Sounds good.
8: <laughs> <laughs>
9: it's the
4: fun part of live radio, everybody. <laughs>
7: What the hell are you doing? Hiding. I mean, not very well. Let's
1: Let get... do it! Come on! There's a bomb. How about a bomb?
4: There's a bomb? There's wow. a bomb? There's a big bomb. Where?
6: Look at this.
0: Like
1: right
2: now, I still got a half day's work left. Half day's work with with work. I still
8: have a half day's worth of work.
2: Truth be told, I smoke a lot
8: of weed.
7: Listen to the sound of my voice. You are getting sleepy. You want to wax off. You need to wax off. Donde está la biblioteca? Where is the library? You will wax off as soon as you can, wax off, good, wax off.
0: Welcome back to Waxy Brown's Flower Power Hour, broadcasting live from the robust cannabis studios, K 929. <laughs> All right, we're back. So, uh, so you know, we, we had to jump off, we had a couple technical difficulties, but Kevin. I, back. I wanted to bring we never up, win anywhere. I want to jump back to something you you mentioned earlier about uh and you used a really good science word about it, about how hemp can help uh fix the land when you when you plant hemp and kind of bring the land back to life. And there's probably a sciencey word for that.
6: Remediation.
0: Yeah, that's what I. That's what it was. So, <laughs> so I told you, soil remediation. That's it. Soil remediation. So Justin had texted me uh, about uh, Chernobyl. Like, what were you? Tell us about that, Justin. Oh, we well, to hey, just you slide, slide there, us back slide up, home. man. Come oh, on, get
2: on it,
6: Wheeler. I mean, God. that's I mean, me. Got that that got that was Three times guy? in a row. I mean, <laughs> I
7: mean, you'd think I would have
2: be better at this after right. 24 years. <laughs>
0: Testing yeah. soil remediation and Chernobyl.
4: Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, they planted so they hemp after the, the Chernobyl explosion back in the 80s uh, to reclaim all the soil and to, to leach all the, the the bad material, the the radioactive graphite and all that kind of stuff. I mean, it's not like they grew CBD, right? So, I mean, they didn't put it into, into oils and tinctures and let people glow in the dark in the back room or anything right. like that. But um, <laughs> they... They grew hemp and they think they're still growing hemp and they're bringing back the soil life faster because hemp can survive in that kind of a caustic environment so it's it's wild how many people can fix their farm by growing hemp
0: and fix it i mean we we really work the when they say work these lands like we really work these lands you know tyler i'm sure Mm -hmm. you've seen some things out there
9: this is my favorite subject go for it baby (laughs) yeah (laughs) I mean, remediation can certainly get rid of a lot of the things that we've done in terms of putting poisons into the ground, but it can also regenerate the ground. And I think those regenerative practices, um, hemp as a rotation crop has such a deep root structure that it can bring mineralization up to the surface. So probably the best crop of soybeans you're ever going to grow is in rotation with a hemp crop. Right. And it, if you're, following regenerative methods, you can start to restore the life in the soil. Um, and if you've got something that you need to remediate, it, you know, cannabis is one of the best bioaccumulators out there. It just it pulls things out of the ground and they, they've used it for remediating huge projects where you've got hydrocarbon contamination from oil refineries. And Chernobyl is a perfect example as well. But yeah, it's I think in combination with a change of attitudes about how we treat our farms um, it has a lot to offer, but just for remediation, but also for restoration and regeneration as well.
6: Wow. Right on and, and what he was talking about about the root mass and stuff, mm-hmm. I saw some reports where the hemp root was going seven feet into the ground. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. when you talk about is, pulling is that, you know. when you talk about pulling that plant apart and everything else and getting those roots into the <sighs> ground like that, it breaks the ground up. Let's the water saturate into the ground a little bit more. It can actually, you know, break up the clay structure to where more micro sands can get down in there and break that clay up and everything too. So, I mean, it's really one of those plants that is, that's a lot different than a lot of other cultivars.
0: Yeah. Because so many of these farmers out there have crop rotation, right? Where they move, you know, crop to to field, to field the crop. And if you have hemp in that rotation, obviously that's going to be really healthy for your land. Yeah. Very cool stuff.
5: All right, when, go ahead. And when we're healthy on the land, that just makes the animals healthier, makes our environment healthier, and I think Mother Nature needs that. Sure, I, I imagine a world where all of our cattle and all of our, our chickens and you know
0: all that are, are a- eating hemp and eating uh, eating these cannabinoids, and we're getting it through our food system and our food
5: structure as well. Boy, how many generations is that going to take? Hope, well, um, according the to these, next, ca- the next one.
6: Well, I can say hope so. I, I say
5: Corey Tyler and, and, and yeah,
6: let's I do, can do say it. That. Kevin,
0: yeah, I mean, they're, they're saying like, like you know, these that's what they're saying. Like, we went and toured what was that farm, Tyler? We were with you, weren't we? Where we toured the farm with the uh, where they were making the uh, the big buckets for the cows.
9: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's actually a, a company that I work directly with, and that's right, yeah, uh, yeah. And so they've been able to look at the proteins that come from hemp and put that into um, a feed pail, and they've been running trials now for a year and a half with cattle. Um, one of the interesting things about it is that um, it's eliminated calf death uh, completely on those on those areas where they're raising their cattle. And what that really means is you know, when they wean the calf from the mother, it takes them a week or two to get to their new food. But by bringing in and feeding them these protein supplements that are coming from hemp, um, they're switching to regular food in one day. And Typically, what happens is it'll take them two weeks. They'll they'll walk around in circles. They'll cry. They'll get a respiratory disease, and a lot of them will die. I mean, that alone, just preventing calf death, is like a two point nine billion dollar cost in the industry. Whoa, but, wow! You know, it's it's kind of a a sad thing to even see, but it's it's part of raising cattle at this point. And there's going to be so many contributions like this as it as it hits and starts to be integrated across agriculture and animal husbandry. It's I'm, I'm really excited about the future of this.
6: And in one of the other things that we kind of heard through this, where the cattle were actually heavier at wean also,
0: yep. oh, so you're getting more, you're getting more.
6: So they're a healthier cow and they're a larger cow, right? So if I'm a cattle farmer, I get paid by the pound, right? Right. Right. Okay.
0: So, so you're, yeah. Wow. So,
6: I mean, it, this could potentially lead to giant gains And listen, I mean, factory farming has to change a little bit. We need to clean this up. I mean, what we lost like 5,000 cattle out in Kansas this year mm-hmm. because of the heat issues and mm-hmm. everything else. So this stuff has to get more efficient. I mean, we're, they're using practices that they were using 50 years ago also. Right. You know, and unfortunately the FDA's really drug their feet on everything. Um, in our industry they haven't promoted anything healthy as far as a recommendation or any good bias or anything um but they sure will tell you what you can't say
9: it's Hmm. still Um, not a human or animal consumption through through the fda or usda
6: so you know what people don't realize to get a to get an animal product uh put together it's per species and so if i have a supplement that i want to put into a a cattle feed or a horse feed or anything like that i believe it's two hundred fifty thousand dollars for that one application for that one species for that one product with with no guarantees
9: and it's not just like i want to do it for chickens it's what kind of chickens okay and what breed of chicken and then it's 250,000 per individual breed or are they egg layers or are you raising them for meat? Well, that's two different types of chickens. All of a sudden there's 15 different types of chickens and each of them is a 15 year process under the FDA. Yeah. Wow. Sounds like they just made it impossible.
6: Well, Well, they made it acceptable for big business. Well, yeah. You know, deep pockets. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, that's, that's what America has been great at, right? Is, um isolating mom and pop, mom and pop places and putting you know them at risk while the walmarts of the world can survive
0: right wow wild stuff well all right tyler appreciate you having you having us having you on we appreciate you being on the show and uh <laughs> we're gonna get into some other topics here going coming up uh kevin you're welcome stick around too because we're just gonna talk sure. about some some cool stuff um you guys, uh, it's been a great conversation. Um, I look forward to seeing you at the uh, Native Prairie Hemp Festival as well, Tyler, and uh, and having an open discussion there. And, of course, having you on the show as much as you'll let me. Appreciate you, buddy.
9: As much as you want me here. I'm always willing to be there. we well, Kevin. Awesome.
6: Take care i'll call you later <laughs> <laughs> all right so i
0: want to i want to dive into a little bit more content that i want to go over for this show um we've, we've spent a great time on hemp and had a good time with it but i want to talk about some stuff happening uh a little bit in the national news as well as uh, some stuff we've talked about on uh, last week's program let's hit that first last week i talked to you guys about germany right now germany was pulling there was going to going to do a uh a, a basically a cannabis recreation bill but well, ended up having some really stringent things in that bill, including a 10% cap on THC on those products. Now, this was just last week, so I want to read something to you. So, you know, you, Kevin, you talk about, uh, you know, standing up and talking to these politicians and making sure that people hear you. And I want to show you that that's effective. New, deta- new details about the German government's marijuana legalization proposal have emerged. With officials incorporating feedback after advocates and lawmakers pushed for fewer restrictions that were included in the initial version that was leaked last week. They even had one there like your cannabis had to come from a, a, a dispensary or whatever it was. And without a receipt, it's crime. Like it's kind of it's kind of wild. Federal Health Minister Carl Lautenbach will be presenting the framework to the full cabinet on Wednesday. That's today. Um, when details of the original version leaked last week. There was quick pushback over certain restrictions that lawmakers and advocates said would complicate efforts to transition consumers to the legal market. At least one key provision related to THC limits for cannabis products, and that was removed in the new document um, due to pressure. The overall 20 to 30 gram possession limit range remains intact, which that's kind of a problem, right? That's just an ounce of cannabis. That doesn't do a lot. But the health minister's 19 page report says that such possession will be legal regardless of the specific THC content and origin. So now they're saying, look, we understand you're going to get your your cannabis from other places too. According to a translation, the earlier version had stipulated that possession was punishable if the cannabis wasn't grown and sold within their regulated supply chain. So in their seed-to-sale system, whatever Germany's got out there, um, metric's probably out there too, who knows, (laughs) like... But uh, just wanted to just want to put that out there. Kevin kind of touched on that earlier that, that we have to we have to keep putting pressure on folks. And I want to show that that even with a place like Germany, um, that works. And and Germany has announced that they want to be like the big recreational cannabis place over in that area. So um, it'll be interesting to see how much further they advance that stuff. Recreational
4: you know? cannabis and the Autobahn. That's going to be wild.
0: You know, and so, OK. I also heard there's this there's this organization that uh was protesting over there and uh one of their protest things was they wanted to drop the autobahn miles per hour down to or whatever kilometers per hour down to like like regular like I was like they they were they were basically saying we need to stop the oil production, this, that, and the other, and you guys need to slow down. And I'm sure everybody over there is like, Yeah, we're listening real loud and clear to that slow down part.
6: I would just prefer um lobby Ford to make me a pickup truck that gets over fourteen miles to the gallon instead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay i don't care how fast i want to drive it i right. just wanted to get better fuel my <laughs> so, and,
4: and technically waxy it's not the speeding that kills you it's the sudden stop that kills you so <laughs> that's you
7: know, why i oh. keep
0: smoking <laughs> <laughs> all right so i want to talk earlier about uh, about uh, isaiah thomas right the nba star so 12 time nba all-star is making auto parts with plants Okay, And it also kind of sucks. Sometimes it takes celebrities to get this news out there. Like anybody should be out there doing this. But, um, And he predicts all plastics will be from cannabis. He said, quote, I envision a future where the Fords, the GMs, the Stellantis, I don't even know what that is. The world takes plastics out of their automobiles and infuses them with industrial hemp to replace those plastics, thus reducing their carbon footprint, says Isaiah Thomas, NBA star and cannabis entrepreneur and CEO of One World Products. That's the largest black-controlled, licensed hemp and cannabis producer in Colombia. Now, while this may sound innovative, and you touched on this, Kevin, even in 2022, hemp cars were actually, were actually a reality some 80 years before that. In 1941, Henry Ford presented a car prototype of a body made mostly from plant-derived materials like soybeans, hemp, wheat, and flax. Taking it even further, Ford asked Rudolph Diesel, inventor of the diesel engine, to develop a very special, unique propulsion system for this car. It would also run on vegetable and hemp oil. And I want to point out there, a lot of times we as advocates are like, he made that car all out of hemp. No, he didn't. There was a lot of plants going on, a lot of oils, a lot of – I can't imagine, like, the research that would come before putting out a product like that. Back then, like, you, like what kind of research could you even do? Like, does this stick? Like kind of thing.
6: You know, it's like, it was one guy's brain, right?
0: Right. I mean, it, well, yeah, it does take that. That's a great perspective, yeah.
2: Well, think about it just from a diesel fuel standpoint, you know, what can be done with the plant right yeah
6: so, so can i interject and in, course an idea here that's what you're here for a lot of people like i'm going to throw this idea of prohibition out of the window why most people think prohibition really happened i don't think prohibition in the 1900s had anything to do at all with marijuana it all came from hemp um if you turn around and look at it uh the canadian paper mill companies they had a, a they lost a lot of contracts for anything going across the pond back into europe so they started lobbying down into Washington D.C. to open up the trade routes. We had the uh, inter, uh, intercontinental trail or trains that started so we can get the wood out of the northwest right over across, you know, where it was actually needed. Um, nylons uh, became DuPont came up with the first nylons right about the turn of the century, so that affected everything that we knew from the hemp industry because you know nylons replaced almost everything that was hemp. Um, then on top of that, you had the cotton engine got a kind of like a major overhaul right about that time, too. So it became a little bit more efficient to do cotton instead. So I, I think a lot of the, the prohibition was actually because of the hemp side and the industrial side of it that we just got hit and lobbied against in multiple areas. Sure. Because you're just talking about farmers at the end of the day. Yeah. And in a textile industry it doesn't care if they get a hemp fiber or a cotton fiber.
0: And when you really, and it really, you come down and look at it, like it was really just a few big business folks out there that that decided, Hey, for us to survive, these guys got to die.
4: Well, and ironically, when World War II hit and the shortages and all those raw materials came up, they said, Hey, you guys need to grow hemp. It's hemp for victory. Let's go. And they, they fired the engine back up. And then the, the hemp for victory video was lost. Like there's actually, it's been deleted. And then someone found it in the archives to receipt for the, the video production crew that re, not video, I guess, at that point, the film crew that did it. And uh that's how they were able to bring it back. And so when you go on YouTube and search hemp for victory, there's hundreds of that same video, and they're trying to keep it from being
6: deleted again because it's oh. kind of this it, love-hate relationship. The, it's amazing how the government will shut you down and the first time they need you, you know, hear you back are back up again, you know. Right. And the whole reason why that program went together was because we were using all the twine from Manila in Indonesia. So when the capitalist Chinese came down and took control of those areas, we couldn't get that product. So we had to have it for all the Navy ships.
0: You got to look after my sailors, man. That's yeah. wild. Yeah. Who are you? So, so, Hey, right on, man. Were you in the movie?
6: <laughs> I was in it? the Navy. Oh,
0: man. right on, right on shipmate. Right on. What'd you do?
6: I was an electronic tech.
0: Very cool. Very so, cool. I worked with a, a lot of those cats. Oh, I, you know, Little quick story. I was on a submarine for two weeks one time and I would never ever do that again in my whole lifetime. If I ever even get the opportunity, I'll tell whoever gives me the opportunity to go kick rocks because that's some of the scariest things I ever done. I slept on a torpedo, bro. Like I legitimately my bunk was above a torpedo. And then I had to get out of that bunk after a few hours, some other dude got to get it. So I was like, This is a crazy ship. Yeah, but. but
6: you see the torpedoes come and you don't see the bullets.
0: Right. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that was my thing. That's about just going the bullets are there, bigger. <laughs>
6: I just, I just uh I just said I didn't want to get shot at. Well, I figured thank, that was the safest way. I could
0: do. Thanks for your service, brother.
6: All right, so I'm to.
0: Yeah, right on. I got a little a little uh, news here too. So we talk about uh, the FDA a lot and the government and uh, by yeah. the uh, right. I, like I know them. you don't like them, but but uh, but you're going to be interested to hear this, especially Tim. So the FDA, it seems, is making a couple little new movies out there that are uh, could possibly be cannabis friendly. You guys know you, New York's pretty cannabis friendly, right? They got some pretty screwy laws, but everybody's smoking pot, and they're, they're coming up with some good some good uh, good paths out there with legalization. So the FDA hires a new cannabis policy advisor. The U.S. Food and Drug Administration is named former New York State Director of Cannabis Programs Norman Byronbaum as the new cannabis policy director for the United States FDA. The U.S. Food and Drug Administration could be signaling a new direction in the regulation of cannabis with the recent hiring of Norman Byronbaum as Senior Public Health Advisor at the agency's center for regulatory programs. And for, for people, for, how's that one go from Zoolander? Kids that don't read good. <laughs> I don't remember how it goes. For people that don't read good, I don't know. But uh, so so this is kind of interesting to me because the federal government obviously uh has not been making any moves that we've enjoyed uh, anytime recently, with the exception of you know this flag that Biden put up to everybody that we we could possibly be looking at something, but Um, So, Byron Baum is an experienced cannabis regulator, serving for four years as the head of the hemp and medical marijuana programs in Rhode Island, where he created the state's Office of Cannabis Regulation. At the end of 2019, he was appointed New York's first director of cannabis programs, leading efforts to develop policy and regulate the state's hemp and medical cannabis programs for more than two years. So, I think it's going to be very, very. Because look, I don't like the fence, uh, Kevin. That's between hemp and cannabis. I don't think it should be there at all. I think that we, if we had all grown up together, I don't think we'd have these issues. But they, they separated us, told us to go play in separate parts of the playground, and we never got along. But here you have a guy that's going to be in charge of the F- the FDA's policy for cannabis, and he comes from not only a cannabis uh, space but also director of hemp programs. So that's what I'm kind of praying for here as we have this conversation today over the last couple hours. Um, there is, there is, there's definitely two separate things happening, but the government is going to end up using the same regulators to regulate both. And so I don't see, like you said earlier, it's all cannabis to them. I don't know that they see it exactly how we're supposed to see it.
6: So, I mean, I, I think that the way it should be fractured, this is my opinion. I mean, you're either doing cannabinoid extraction or you're doing a fiber, right? Um, In the long run, to make it official and and profitable, you're going to have to use the cola off the top of the fiber no matter what, you know, as a byproduct or something. But once you take what I would consider a hemp cannabinoid plant, and I mean, we don't even know what the potential of these plants can be. We're harvesting them early because we're worried about some generic number that may or may not intoxicate somebody or cause some psychoactivity.
0: I didn't know your, uh, you're you're pulling it early because of that.
6: Yeah, I didn't. Did. Know. Most, most guys, you'll have to do a test um, to make sure you're under that threshold. And once you set that test date, um, you've got 30 days to harvest it. So it, it may not be ready to go or maybe past ready to go. So we've got some remediation protocols that can happen if it does go hot. But even then, it's still questionable now. But- see
4: wow. what's what's weird is i've actually talked to norman when i was back at hemp batch tracker oh really and right after they arrested um a bunch of hemp flour going to a cannabis clinic or a, not a, can- a cancer clinic in new york and it was listed as the largest cannabis bust in new york history and it was all hemp it was cbd flour going to a cancer clinic and so i talked to norman and i was like hey i've got a basically the the hemp version of metric is what we tried to do and I said, I've got a way that your officers could have scanned a code and known that that was hemp. He goes, where were you three weeks ago? You know, right. it was just like, I mean, he he got kicked harder than anybody in this industry from a legislative standpoint because that was all over the news. It was all over his face. So if he's the guy that's stepping into it, he's been on the the bad side of the coin here. And I hope he, he learned the lesson. And I'll reach out to him on LinkedIn and see if uh, he still knows who I am and see if I can get him on the show to
6: talk to us too
0: oh i'd love to have that brother that'd be a real good time
6: but that was a really prohibitionist deal too i mean they had that that hemp piled up i mean they had all the documentation i think the hemp came out of vermont if i remember right or new hampshire one of the two and came down and they busted it as it came into the state and it was just one of these big things this is the largest drug bust this was everything and it was just all a lie yeah. and wrong wow and ultimately wrong they didn't trust the coas that the people had they automatically assumed everyone was just trafficking um and yeah and that's that's reality hemp sometimes
0: that's wild man all right do we need to catch a break we can all right we're going to catch a break and when we get back we're going to have ray from weed weather and whatever on and i'm going to talk about Halloween candy and why we shouldn't be worried. And we're gonna talk about where all that that nonsense came from about THC being in Halloween candy. Because it turns out there weren't really ever razor blades either. So we're gonna talk about all that and talk about myths and let's dispel some when we get back. You guys are listening to
2: you're gonna have your jokes too, right? I got jokes too, yeah.
0: You're okay. gonna have a good time with them. I uh yeah, I got some I got some trick-or-treat jokes for y'all to tell out there as you're trick-or-treating too. You guys are listening to Waxy Browns Flower Power Hour live from the Robust Cannabis Studios at KKid 929. We'll be right.
7: Very well. Let's
8: yeah. do it! Come on!
4: There's a bomb. How about a bomb? There's a bomb? There's wow. a bomb? There's a big bomb. Where?
1: Truth be
2: told, I smoked a lot of
8: weed.
7: Listen to the sound of my voice. You are getting sleepy. You want to wax off. You need to wax off. Donde está la biblioteca. Where is the library? You will wax off as soon as you can, wax off, good, wax off.
4: We're the best. Quality. Quality. Unique Premium Different We're Unique
1: Unique in different. are different. Premium brand.
0: brown's flower power hour oh, broadcasting live from robust cannabis studios kkid 92.9 i noticed ray's not on here where's ray
4: well she was fixing her hair so i was giving her a oh, second and yes, her so on camera guess. so hold on
8: okay <laughs> There's
1: ray. i was waiting very patiently
0: all right i appreciate you so we got ray from weed weather and whatever my favorite podcast up there doing her thing you got anybody on tonight
1: no man no i need a mental health day today
0: <laughs> oh you take it's a day important. off I, I i tried to do that next week and justin said no so we gotta we'll be here next week too so uh it's nice about working morning. for yourself right right uh, i want to talk about halloween right so you know that you know there's every year we see on facebook and the socials all those all those things and insta that say that yeah, everybody watch out the cops will post stuff on there watch out for you know, these edibles are starting to look a lot like candy nowadays and they could end up in your kids thing, but, but, but that doesn't happen. Does it? No. Do, do I mean, know?
3: does it, I mean, I mean, it could, kids, kids can get into anything, but so, so is it being passed out? No,
0: no, no. And you know what the number one reason that it's not is
4: because you
0: don't get to see expensive. the punchline. Cause hey, hey, Ray hit it right on the head. What was that? ray?
1: It's expensive. Yeah,
0: it's expensive. I'm not giving, not giving
1: that to <laughs> anybody. Right,
0: and anybody that can afford to certainly isn't trying to lose their, 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 all the money that they can afford to buy all that by getting in trouble. So here we go. As children go trick-or-treating, it, it's exceedingly unlikely that your neighbor will put a razor blade in an apple, poison a Snickers bar, or in this year's version of that same old story, swap THC-laced gummies for regular candy, tricking innocent youngs- youngsters into accidentally getting high. Now, I dove into this. It turns out that this has never happened like it just isn't the thing like there's never been an incident where somebody was out giving away uh uh you know candy that either had there was the razor blades aren't even real there's no poisoned apples but do you know where it all stemmed from Ray? No. So there was a guy there was a uh, there was a dentist in the uh, I think it was the 50s and this dentist got mad at the candy people and the kids eating all the candy so he gave out candy that had laxative in in it. So all the kids that came to this big dentist's house, they took the candy home and they all got the runs. He was hoping that that they would not enjoy having candy ever again. And it's not really how it worked. So because of this guy, now we now every year we have this this same old thing. You know, before there was edibles, you know, it was razor blades. Before there were razor blades, it was poison. Like it was just this thing where now it's THC's turn, fear, stigma, and we're gonna take care of that today, aren't we?
1: So hold on. First of all, so this doctor is basically like, or this dentist is the Jerry Anslinger of the candy industry.
0: I think so. I think that's the best way. <laughs> the hairy, to, uh, sorry,
1: not the, Jerry.
0: <laughs> that's, that's the best way to, to put that for sure. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. So and and there was uh there was also five deaths that have been attributed to Halloween uh, sadism. I'll call it all of which uh, later proved to be unrelated causes. They had one child in 1978, uh, heroin that the police originally said had been in his candy. Later emerged that his, uh, he found the heroin in a relative's home. Um, and then there was a time an 18 year old died after eating cyanide laced candy, but he'd gotten the candy from his father, who was uh, convicted of uh, murder and was put to death. So uh, it's, it's just a thing where it's just not happening, you know? So I want folks out there, you know, to, when you see these posts out there and you see them on Facebook and you see these police departments putting this stuff up, be careful this year. Go ahead and hit that laughy face because that's that's how I feel about it out there. But uh, so I wanted to get into some jokes, Ray. You ready for jokes? Always okay. <laughs> so I decided since everybody's trick-or-treating, and you're all stoners out there that you might need some like some cannabis jokes, right? So uh I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a few of them, okay? Why? Wait, sh- no, wait, are these ones that you made up? No, no, I found these. Okay, I, there were some you. that I couldn't even I couldn't say out okay, loud, but they're great. hilarious. But so yeah. So, uh, why shouldn't you smoke weed during a thunderstorm? Because uh, lightning strikes the highest object.
6: <laughs> God, I was these are feeling worse that. Dad jokes. These are terrible. Yeah. Right. we are on the radio. They have to be dad jokes. Yeah, I can't they? get crazy. Oh.
0: So, a cop pulls over a car, walks up, smells the heavy weed smell. Man turns to him. His eyes are redder than a Coca Cola can. Cop looks at him and says, How high are you? Nah, officer, it's, it's high. How are you? <laughs> There you go. Two angels <laughs> run out of weed, right? One angel is very upset, but the other one consoles him. He says, Fear not. He points to Jesus, for he has resin. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> all, right, all right, Ray, what kind of weed do reptiles smoke? Cream, Mar- marijuana.
4: Of course This is painful man This, this is brutal yeah,
6: Who approved this part of the show I'm the, I'm not, yeah. How did this happen did. This no, is no, Waxy it, Brown's it, Flower Power it, it, Hour You and my wife would be peas in a pod man. Alright man Can we
0: vote you off the island yet or what No stop it <laughs> and Don't slide me down Steve I used to smoke weed and go to class right So I'd sneak in 10 minutes late with some BS excuse I'd slink down low at my desk And pray to God nobody asked me any questions I was the best teacher ever. There is.
1: You
0: guys know that. You guys know that. Uh, he who smelt it, dealt it. So technically, the weed's yours, officer. Oh, <laughs> like, that, that one's a good one, yeah. See.
6: Can you show it to me in a custody for that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, guys. Studies have shown that smoking weed causes short-term memory loss. Next thing you know, they'll be saying smoking weed causes short-term memory loss.
1: What? <laughs> uh, and you are? All right, all right, all right. So
0: they say that the uh, the police burn all the weed they confiscate. That explains the donuts. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's terrible.
0: <laughs> Not terrible. Donuts are delicious. Oh, they're taking the weed. They have all kinds of great, delicious donuts. All right. If Netler fights somebody who recently smoked weed, they tend to have the higher ground. <laughs> Here's a one-liner for you, Steve. My ex-girlfriend said choose her or weed. Ex-girlfriend.
4: <laughs> Actually, Waxy, I got one for you. What you got, baby? How do you keep a stoner in suspense?
1: Uh, how? How? Stop it. <laughs> 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 All, right. All right.
0: All right, here's here's here's, uh, here's a here's kid talking to uh, his mom. Says, "Mom, how did I come into this world?" She said, well, me and your father planted a seed together. And then, uh, <laughs> hold on, dude, that's not good. <laughs> that was better than the joke. That was great. <laughs> I, I'm going to make it a little worse. Mom, how did I come into this world? Well, me and your father planted a seed together. and From that seed, we grew a marijuana plant. Then we smoked that seed, made love on the washing machine. <laughs> All right, you know, cowboys don't roll joints. They tumble weed. All right, what's the difference between alcohol and weed? Well, five drunk guys are going to start a fight. Five stone guys, they're going to start a band. All right, guys, I watched a documentary on weed last night. I think that's how I'm going to watch all my documentaries from now on. And the last one, and then you can stop
8: suffering, (laughs) Justin.
4: I'm biting my tongue so I don't say something that will violate FCC regulations right now. Don't
8: don't do it, (laughs) not Please don't. This one goes out We've to my
0: Three t- minutes
2: left. This you one can goes, hold your
4: tongue.
0: This one goes out to Mitch Hetberg. Rest in peace. For this news you New, for this New Year's resolution, I'm not going to smoke any more weed. I'm not going to smoke any less either. <laughs> and you're welcome to all the <laughs> listeners out there for your trick-or-treat jokes. Come on, Ray, you didn't think that was good.
4: <laughs> that. It's okay. You can say no. It's all right. I, I'm impressed <laughs> yeah. you powered through it. You you
1: know, I can't, I can't though, because I am like 100% Dork Supreme. So, like, I really can't because those are like shit fucking jokes that I would use.
0: Dork, Dork Supreme. I'm like, I'm like (laughs) Dumbledork. Don't worry, Ray. Talk offline. <laughs> offline.
5: Yes, you just said that.
0: So, moral of the story <laughs> from, this, <gasps> the, from right. this episode of the Flower Power Hour is that hemp is here to save lives as well as cannabis. It's here to put our roofs on. It's here to put concrete where we walk. It's here to make the shoes we walk on. Really appreciate you coming into the show, Kevin. I know uh, I know you came from, from quite a distance there. And uh, everybody, make sure you check out Hemp Hemp Parade. Are you on uh, online?
6: Yeah, we love hemp.com.
0: We love hemp.com. L U V luv i don't know how that was he
6: got the piece
0: <laughs> that's nice man all right guys it's been a wonderful program a big shout out to tyler morgan for coming on too um we'll lots with, of
2: information man, there man
0: and you know that dude's brain blows me away every time i talk to him just a true story so, so we'll be at the prairie hemp festival yep. uh this uh that's uh november 4th and the 5th and we're going to talk all kinds of stuff i know you're going to be you're speaking right
6: Yeah, I've got a group that's coming in. We're going to do a cannabinoid discussion on it and stuff, too. And then we might have some A3 stuff there, too. We're
0: going to talk, brother. It's all good. We're all on the same team, man. That's why I don't like the fence that's uh, in between these two industries. Well, it's been a wild program, man.
2: Um, we'll give them an idea of where this, uh, where this festival or where this uh, is going to be. That's at. in Garden
0: City, Missouri. But make right. sure you guys tune in this Saturday to uh, the Missouri Normal Conference. Uh, I'll be speaking on there as well. I'm going to tell my story and talk a little bit about what we're looking at in the future of cannabis and radio. So, um, and Ray, everybody, check out Weed Weather and whatever next week because Ray's taking a break. We appreciate you bringing your mental health our way, though, too, Ray. We love you guys.
2: Thanks, Justin. Thanks, Bye. Justin,
0: for Route sixty six. We appreciate you, buddy. It's been a great show. I know you're off. You're offline a little next week, so we're gonna do some pre-recorded stuff. You're gonna kill that elk.
4: You yeah, guys are listening.
0: He's yeah, he's out. You guys are listening. Weird he's way off. to put
4: that, but okay. Yeah. Hey, good luck with that hot, huh? too. Hey, by good the luck, way. man. Oh, I'm writing right, plenty got, cannabinoids.
0: Yeah, you're gonna have to. I don't know. You know how much time I got. You're listening They're to Waxy out. Brown's Flower Power Hour on K Kid ninety two nine from the Robust Cannabis Studios. See you next week.